welcome back and thanks for tuning in to a real podcast where everyone can relate. Here's another episode of Thin Line Between Sports and Hate with your host, Charlie Brown, joined by his co-host, Nobleman. Thin Line Between Sports and Hate is supported by our sponsor. Looking for great tasting cupcakes? Substance Custom Cakes brings you a variety of cupcake desserts, whether you have your own idea or just want to satisfy your sweet tooth. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook at Substance Custom Cakes. Check out our other sponsor, Sheet Metal Supreme, bringing you the latest in a line of fashion for construction workers. Creating custom tees and hard hats with a cool, unique design. When you place your order, use discount code CHARLIE, that's C-H-A-R-L-I-E, and get 12% off your purchase. Follow them online at SheetMetalSupreme.com and Instagram at SheetMetalSupreme. Hey, 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 like Fat Albert, then live between sports and hate, ain't no fans about it. And we are back, feeling great. You know, once again, it's the holiday season, and I'm saying that, and you know how to bring my top elves with me. Please, gentlemen, state your name. I am Mr. Figueroa, and this is D. Morales. Please tell them where you're from. Please tell them the podcast you represent and when it's on and how can they can, how they can hear it. Please let them know. Grown Man Talk. We're on Anchor. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. What else, Dave? We're, we're on a bunch of major platforms, you know. Um, we here. Yeah. Check us out. Moving on up like the Hit us on the IG, grownman.talk. And please check them out. Very, very good and entertaining podcast. And if you like music, definitely check out Mr. Figueroa's album of the week. He'll let you know what's popping, what's hot, what's not. Young, old, it don't matter. We just here to talk about rap. But on this right now, we're gonna talk about sports. And if you don't mind, Mr. Figueroa, since I got you on at the end of this, um, a little bit towards the end, I actually want to talk about a little boxing with you since we had a few fights oh. on yesterday. Oh, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you don't mind, D, you know, later on, oh, we're going to have to switch dance partners real quick, if you don't mind. <laughs> now, yeah, absolutely. You know what? A lot of good things have been happening in the boxing front, so. Yeah, a lot of good things in sports. Actually, it's been a very good year in sports, man. Um, on top of that, how's the holiday season treating you guys? Good, good. You know, can't complain. You know, normal stress, but thank God, you know, Christmas for the kids, Charlie. That's all. Christmas yeah. for the kids. <laughs> Christmas for the kids, and I just look forward to sleeping a little late because I got the day off. That's about it. It's That's only the best part. That's the only so. joy I get. You know what I'm saying? Besides, you know, pushing out into the cold, making eight trips to eight different houses, but. I guess that's Christmas, man. It is what it is. But, yo, it's been great in basketball, D. And um, we got a lot to talk about, man. You know, Grant, what's the hate? We in this. and um, I know. Where, where do we begin, Charlie? Where do we I begin? don't know, man. We, we got several topics, man. I mean, first, I want to get into KD versus the media. Then afterwards, you know, we got to switch on over to the nation's capital. We got to talk about the Wizards because oh, um, that magic funny? is not even on Harry Potter's level right now. Yeah, Charlie, that was funny that you bring that up, man. There's a lot going on with Washington. 
A lot. A lot. Yup, Boston is struggling. Uh, Raptors is right now. They should. They tell me dinosaurs are not extinct. And uh, Mr. Kimball Walker is letting you know he doing more than just walking. But um, the hottest thing right now because you cannot have a sports podcast episode show, whatever it is, if you don't talk about LeBron. I mean, I just don't think right now the fans want to hear that. And um. Rightfully so. You know, this is one person I would have to say out of any sport, as long as I've been watching sports, we consistently talk about. Now, we spoke about Jordan a lot. And maybe it's because we have so many social platforms and internet and everything like that. And maybe because so many casual fans are are big LeBron supporters. But it just amazes me how we just can't stop talking about this man. But I, you know, Charlie, the funny thing about when we talk about LeBron is like, you know, the conversations is like, look, who's number one? I feel like it's forefront LeBron. And then everything else is a conversation of who's two, three, four, five, you know? It is. It is. You know what? It's almost like it a Mayweather is. discussion. Yeah. I <laughs> feel, you, you it, know. But you know what? The Mayweather has more facts to it. Having an undefeated streak yeah. versus someone who's lost several times in the finals. I Makes it more a debatable argument. I agree, know? Charlie. But the only thing what I, what I meant was in terms of players right now, like when you talk about KD, all these other guys, I feel like they're second, third, fourth in terms of LeBron. And I, I just think it's the the field. Like uh, we could get into that a little later about the PER when we're talking about KD. Oh, man, we're going to love to talk about that. Start it. Break it open. <laughs> we're going to love to talk about that. Get the strap, Charlie. Get the strap. See, what happened is we got a failure to communicate, my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and what gets me is, okay, so Kevin Durant basically, you know, the one thing I, love, I like about KD, you know, when he's not using his fake Instagram accounts and letting his feelings out, I don't, I don't, I don't actually think he's, I don't think he's actually wrong on this point. Um, he let out a few comments um, back-to-back weeks talking about mentioning LeBron. And um, I honestly think what he said from a basketball perspective was actually correct in what he was saying. And he spoke about when you have to play with LeBron, you have to change your game. That was one thing. The second was that, you know, about all-stars recruiting and everything, everybody coming to L.A. Lakers in the offseason. He said basically it's a toxic situation when you play with LeBron. And – um. Before we really get into on that, um, just a quick, um, just tell me, what do you think about what he said real quick before we dissect that and, and put this under the stethoscope real quick? I, I totally, you know, I totally think that what he said was factual. What he's talking about LeBron, LeBron is, is as a player, he's toxic. He wants to play his own brand. He controls too much of, of, of the team he's on when mm-hmm. it comes to management all the way on top personnel he just makes all these players around him not better i say these guys come mm-hmm. in already with mm-hmm. the pedigree of being good players mm-hmm. and they have to change they have to alter their game now i'm we're going to dive into two quick snippets from uh, one from es um espn right and the other from fox sports um two big media guys and Colin Cowherd and Max Kellerman. I want to dive into their Max comments Kellerman. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to dive in. I'm going to play a little audio 
you know, ESPN copyright, not mine. Don't sue me, please. Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Jesus, unless you want my, you know, my 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 zero, my negative accounts. But anyway. Oh, they might uh, that truck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, you got to die from a truck. <laughs> no, no. Oh no, not Panthro. Oh, <laughs> uh, but his it, what he said, I thought also was correct. Um, what he said is actually what I've been saying for a long time. When you play with LeBron, you have to change your game. And I think as a superstar player, somebody who has the mindset that says I'm also the man. For example, Kyrie Irving, you're only going to stay with that, but for so long. See, Kevin Love, Chris Bosh, they never had that mindset that. I am a man. They had that mindset that, you know what, I'm an awesome player and I do what I do. Now, to me, these guys were great. Um, it's, it's sad because I was actually arguing with a casual fan and he was saying that Chris Bosh was whack before he joined LeBron. I said, are you kidding That's me? That's not true. <laughs> I said, okay, you know, and it's hard because I said, you know what, then I can't talk basketball with you. This man yeah. gave Dwight Howard, who was a uh, three-time defensive player of the year, 45 and 12. You don't do that to somebody who's a defensive presence, especially somebody at his peak. We're talking Dwight before transgender, okay? That man was a monster. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that man was Somebody's a monster. Been to grown man talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's that man, you know, you know what I'm saying? That man is a monster. Um, Kevin Love, I watched him put up 30 and 30. And right. you know, his argument was, you know, oh, well, they were on bad teams. I said, Well, the Raptors made the playoffs. This is true. I said okay. I said, and in Minnesota, Kevin Love was a rookie and um, under five years before he got traded to the Cavs. I said was killing it. Well, That's, could we and, say could we say this then? He's made bad players better and good players not so great. Yes, and this is what Kevin Durant is saying because you have to change your game. And this is what I told you know the casual fan at my job. I said that what you call it. Um, Basically, Kevin, um, Kevin, um, I'm sorry, Chris Bosch and Kevin Love, they became shooters. They became baseline corner, you know, spot up shooters. And these are guys who used to ground and pound to the paint and give you double doubles consistently every night. And it was hard for them because you know why? When you play with LeBron, you have to clear out so he can drive to the lane and kick it out. You can't be in the paint with him right. and expect. It's too crowded for him. He's a big guy, so he needs that room in the paint to be able to move. And also, Charlie, he's even affected defensive players. Tristan Thompson. I mean, all these guys that were known to be pretty good defenders, that have, the spacing is bad. The re even Kevin Love, he was known to be a really you know, elite rebounder. Very good. Yeah, everything changes when you play with him. And, um, you know, it's funny. When he said, when Kevin Durant said all this, I said to myself, I said, oh, man. I said LeBron Justice League is going to kill him, man. Yeah. I said these people are going to are going to change it. They going they are going to make him look bad, and you know, it's really bothering me. You know, this is one of the reasons why I started this podcast because the media nowadays is trying to control the narrative on how fans should think. You know, I feel a lot of these sports analysts and media, um, uh, media hosts, they're they they're characters. You they know, don't want it. It's like almost don't talk bad about LeBron. You can't. The narrative is always you can't badmouth LeBron. You can't, and it's, he and, does and, no wrong. Mm -hmm. You can't. Um, as much as people dislike Stephen A. Smith, and you know, to the point, I can't take the yelling at. Uh, but he <laughs> oh, he he brings 
he brings up a lot of good points. And you know what? He gets hated on for what he says about LeBron. And it's a shame if you watch like Chris Broussard is the prime example. I used to listen to a lot of Chris Broussard. I can't no more. He loves LeBron. Shannon Sharp is a character. This is why they kicked him off of NFL CBS a long time ago. He is not a great sports analyst. I'm sorry. Uh, and he, it looks bad. Shots put, fired. It looks bad. You're putting out black and miles next to cognac and all that. Hey, what are you saying about these black people? First of all, I, would, I don't even touch black and mild, brother. Like, come on, man. Putting pictures next to black and mild and cognac. First of all, how do you mix ghetto with bougie? If you're smoking a black and mild, you damn sure not affording no Hennessy or no Duce. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's just the, more like E, e and J. Exactly. But it's the character that they are doing. Now. Oh, you know, they're trying to build their own brand as well. And something I'm going to tell you right now, I don't agree Sick. with, is retired sports players become a sports analyst. Some of them, you know what? Some of them, a lot of y'all, I mean, didn't finish college. Some of the ones who did, you can see because they make great sports analysts. You can tell who finished college. I hate to right. say who got a degree in media. Right. You can, you, you can tell who can speak. And some of these guys, I'm sorry, they don't have a thought in the world. Yeah, I like, I enjoy Jalen Rose. He's one of the I enjoy Jalen Rose. Exactly. He's one of the few guys I like to listen to. Yeah. He also, um, though, you know, Charlie, like sometimes when, when guys are young, they they sometimes have like they're like uh, fraternized with the players, so they don't want to say shit because they still you know when they put these oh, players yeah. that are, are recently mm -hmm. retired. But I like Tracy McGrady too because he says he's been saying a lot of stuff, a lot of true stuff. I love Tracy mm -hmm. McGrady. I watched the jump specifically for T Mac. You're 100 percent right. You said the about jump mellow. <laughs> mm -hmm. Even Paul Pierce and yeah, you know, I wasn't even a Paul Pierce fan as a boss or something. But you know what? It's good these guys you have the good NBA players or good um, athletes or retired players are um, speaking on these shows because you know what? They do tell the truth. But then you have some fools out there like Shannon Sharp, Martellus Wiley. You know, Martellus Wiley wasn't even a good football player. That's what kills me. Uh, some of these guys, you know, they weren't that great. You know, if you watch MSG, Wiley Zerbiak. Yes. Wally, Wally be killing me sometimes. I, I can't watch the Knicks games on M. I, I mute it when Wally's talking. I'm sorry. I, I, I think he's a yes. Sometimes. Yes. Know, mm -hmm. he, yes. He's, like, a, yes. he's yeah, trying to 100%. keep his job or I don't know what he, he says. Shit that sometimes is like not even sensible, you know, but that's Wally. <laughs> you know what it is? It's a difference. You know, guys like Stuart Scott, they had their own swag. They didn't have to be characters. They didn't have to come out. And tried to be too much, you know, with the yelling, hoopling, hollering. Like I said, Stephen A. Smith sound like a black preacher in Atlanta yeah, on I Sunday, you know. And with that, hey, and how, you know, he's like the TD Jakes of, of sports. It's, that it's was crazy. funny when they did the meme with him with the big church hat. <laughs> oh, man, that had me dying because it's the truth, man. Uh, it's a little truth, bit off topic, but man, y'all need to keep that Stephen A. Smith away from boxing, man. They had him and us tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, he doesn't, he's not too great in boxing either, but you know what? Oh, he was I will give him one thing. He knows more than Max Kellerman, which no, I don't know I, about that, man. Yeah, Max, Max, the thing, oh, oh yeah, when Max Kellerman was talking about Deontay Wilder knocking, mm -hmm. uh, was on a TKO, um, Fury and all this other stuff, you, this, this man doesn't know sports, period. Let's, let's get back to the, don't yeah. take, don't take oh, yeah. the basketball that we have. <laughs> get back but, to the basketball. Well, let, real quick, the, KD. real quick, man, I want to play this first snippet. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
from Colin Cowherd. We're going to play a little bit of it. I want you to tell me what you think about this real quick. Let me play this. And then yesterday, Kevin Durant talks about the greatest players of all time. He mentions Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and Kyrie Irving. (laughs) (laughs) Kyrie Irving you put in with Kobe and Michael. No mention of LeBron. He puts in Kyrie who dumped LeBron. Yeah, that sounds like hurt right there. First of all, yeah, he, he, that, that was emotional. <laughs> that he was very emotional. But there, let's continue this. Not notice it. You got an agenda. You got a bias. So you can't start talking about the great quarterbacks of all time and say Brady and Montana and Elway and Marino and Aikman and Jimmy Garoppolo. What? <laughs> Your favor? This guy. He does have a little point there. He did this for a reason. Because you know the MJ thing kind of gets in LeBron's head. And Kyrie... See, I got to stop it right there. That bothers me. How do you know LeBron? How do you know? And first of all, why does the MJ thing gets in his head? I would think he'd be... Kobe loved it. I think it's the opposite. I think the the LeBron thing gets in in Michael's head. Because he's the one that's been commenting more than anybody. I would say that exactly, but it just goes to show you. (laughs) But it just goes to show you that they, you know what? I could see him calling LeBron and say, "Listen, I got you on my radio show tomorrow. Don't you say nothing. I got you. I'm going. (laughs) I'm gonna rip Kevin Durant a new one. Stop playing. Listen, I got this right now. All right. The Kyrie Irving thing was a little. (laughs) But you know why he said Kyrie? I think I got it. I, I think sometimes, just like LeBron, players talking codes. I think when he mentioned Kyrie, he mentioned players who have hunger and players who want to do it by themselves. Right. And I think that went over a lot of people's heads. And I'm sorry, this now this is what it gets brought back to the problem I'm having with a lot of fans that I debate with. And I'm glad you're on the show. We could talk about this. Good knowledge, God. Right now, D, let me ask you something right now. Yes. Why did Kevin Durant leave Oklahoma to win, right? Just yes or no? Yes. Why did LeBron James leave Cleveland Cavaliers the first time? To win, right? To win. Now, now, (laughs) exactly. That's the main thing was to win the chip. So the thing that gets me right now is all these fans that get mad and call Kevin Durant move a sucker move because he left because he he went to a team that he had up in the playoffs. To me, I do not care. He left because he couldn't win. LeBron James left because he couldn't win. So what? Kevin Durant joined the best team. I'm sorry. LeBron James joined Dwayne Wade, who was a top player. And let's not forget who already had a championship. See, people exactly. forget to mention that. That D that yeah, he came to Miami Heat, but guess what? Dwayne Wade was already established with a chip. He already won. Right. He already won. And people do not mention that. And I'm sorry, at that time Dwayne Wade was a top five, arguably top three player in the NBA. Yes, at that time, I'm sorry. People don't like to say it. That's that fact. But he was he either was Shaq, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's the one he won with Shaq. He yeah, carried right, Shaq, right. actually. <laughs> a lot of people don't like to mention that. But Shaq was already done by that time. Yeah. He I, carried Shaq. I, I think, you know, Charlie, when, <laughs> when I die, when I when I think about, especially what you're talking about, I think the, the mentioning also of Kyrie is even deeper than that in terms of, I think when they mentioned Kyrie, he carried LeBron. 
Oh, in that chapter, in that finals, yes. As much as people love to say Kobe, um, Shaq carried Kobe, and it was really, if you want to say that, maybe the first championship, but after that, he averaged maybe two more points than Kobe. Okay, well, Kyrie Irving averaged two more points than LeBron. And, and on also, top of that, hit the shot. He also, I felt like he he was controlling the offense even more. He so. was because Steph Curry could not stop him. Nobody could stop that man drive. It was the whole team at one point coming to block his shot. And the way he could just switch hands, it looked like he was doing tricks with a yo-yo. <laughs> it was just amazing. Rock the cradle, walk the dog. Here we go. It was just <laughs> damn. It was it was just amazing. You know, it, it was amazing. He was killing it. And I'm sorry, he had the killer instinct that LeBron does not have every consistent night. Because you know what? If that was the case, it, um Miami wouldn't have lost that first one. Right. And I think he's he's LeBron is so calculated. That move to LA he is calculating as well. He is. It took the he pressure is. off of him. He is. He's a smart man. Because you know what it says? You know what? I came to a team that is young. It's not my fault if we didn't win. I tried my hardest. And I'm sorry, but damn, man, you left the team twice. And and people don't understand. They, they're so into LeBron that they hate Kevin, Kevin Durant for the move he did. But he just did the same thing. I think if... LeBron didn't do it. He maybe wouldn't have done it because you know what? It's that the narrative. It said it's okay for me to do that and go join the super team. I'm, so, so LeBron didn't join the super team when he when he went to Miami. The people were calling that the super team. Exactly. The big and those three. guys were all dominate dominating guys. But another another factor to this is, I think KD a, a little wrinkle in that is KD left might have left Oklahoma because he didn't want to play with Russell. He didn't want to be in the shadow of anybody. Same way Kyrie didn't want to be in the shadow of LeBron. He wanted to leave and have his own team yeah. that he could he could win and be the forefront. He he was. And, you know, here's the thing that kills me. Everybody says, oh, well, he didn't have to join the Warriors. Um, so who was he supposed to join then? Okay, if, if it's about chip chasing... He should have stood on OKC for that. That uh, to join the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Which might happen in the all season, but we're gonna talk more of that later. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. But um, here's the thing: LeBron's been chip chasing since he came in, in the league, and people kill me about the whole. Well, you know what? He brought that terrible Cleveland team to the finals. I don't want to hear nothing because when we talk about bringing a terrible team to the finals, nobody had it worse than Allen Iverson. Right. All right. Carry the team. Most people right now couldn't even tell me who the hell was on that team. They couldn't tell me they had Aaron McKee, Jermaine Jones, old, uh, yeah, old Dikembe Mutombo, Eric Snow. Dikembe, wow. Tyrone Hill. Keep Van Horn at one time. Tyrone Hill. Van Horn. was making those YouTube videos. I'm Tyrone. I'm in Take Your Wife. No, that was it. But you know what I'm saying? That man had it worse. That yeah. team was terrible. And then they actually won one game, which they wasn't supposed to. And LeBron last year couldn't – I mean, this past season couldn't win one game against Golden State. So, you know, I kind of agree with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when it comes to this whole GOAT conversation. Yes, LeBron, no hate, no bias, um, best player, but people are coming after you. Right. And I don't know so much – that best player title to me, it, I have I put an asterisk near it because okay, best player, but 
how many times did you lose? I mean, yeah, Magic lost too, but guess what? Um, <coughs> because of that, it was always a debate, Magic versus Bird, Magic versus Bird. Had Magic beat Bird all those times, guess what? We wouldn't be arguing. We actually probably be talking about Magic and MJ being the best ever to do the game. Magic and Bird went back and forth, man. Magic, and also, lesson, not, not to give you another history for you young kids, Magic also lost to Dr. J. People right. don't know that. He lost to Dr. J. Moses Malone. They beat that ass in the finals. Dr. J. You could not stop Moses Malone. You could not stop Moses Malone. They had the best, arguably people don't even mention this man, one of the best big men to ever play the game, Moses Malone. Moses yep. Malone. Yep. Right. Uh, you know, you don't get a name like Moses for nothing Charles, and not be you know, great. Well, speaking of, because all this is, is pertaining to KD, I think he's, he's kind of, he, he gets attacked a lot. And I, I think a lot of that, yeah, people don't like that he joined Golden State because Golden State beat him. But the media precipitates all this shit because they don't like him. He doesn't like he doesn't give they interviews. Don't. He's against them. You know, he's he's constantly like, don't he, he's not a media type guy. And he says certain things. And I think that that's sort of a, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar element. He's hey, been blackballed all he, because he wasn't a media guy. Hey, yep, true that. And speaking of the media, let me play what about one more. Shuttleworth. <laughs> oh, that's the man right there. <laughs> Best shooter ever. And speaking of the media, I got one more snippet. Let's play what Mr. Max Kellerman says. Let's talk about that little P E R, that little. Let's go. Let's talk about that purr he likes to talk about. <laughs> PER is is that too advanced? Are, are, are we just counting nice rebounds and assists and counting? Yeah. Or, or, or you're okay with? Yeah. Here's the list of PER one through seven in the league. There's ads per thirty minutes. Anthony Davis one, the Greek Freak two, Steph, LeBron, Harden, Durant, Leonard. That has Durant number six overall. Let's say, say Max Harden doesn't play defense. PER is mostly about offense. Get Harden out of there. Fine, let's get Harden out of there. No Harden. So now Durant's top five. Except that Kawhi is one point behind KD. One point in PER. And now think of Kawhi's defense. Two-time defensive player of the year. First non-center to do it since Dennis Rodman in consecutive years. <laughs> Nearly the best wing defender in the NBA. Does that not make up for one point of view? Now, I'm going to stop that right there because that PER bugged me out. I always knew I, I don't what know, is PER? Player lost. efficiency rating, basically. Oh, like an average? How every every statistic? Basically. Oh, okay, an average. How I see it, it's, it's a video. Analytic. It's a video game stat for right. overall rating. Like I play two K, and players are rated from sixty five to hundred, and they're based on their stats, what they can do, speed, and everything like that. And that's how I see PER as an overall rating. This is a video game stat because you know what. PR didn't measure when Kevin Durant walked up and shot that three in LeBron's face. I didn't see PR in that. Um, basically, Some stats can't be measured. There's a lot of stats that can't be measured. That's why they're called intangibles. That's why you pick right, certain exactly. players off the bench because they do certain things. Stats do not tell all. And Mr. Max Kellerman is a stat fat guy. And I'm sorry. And here's the, here's the thing about it. They love stats, but LeBron is what in the finals? Oh, yeah. That's a stat they don't like to hear about. Yeah, right. but I, I love that's that stat, facts. though. I, I love that stat, though. But PER, he's killing me. He's talking about it. Okay, first of all, he says Kawhi Leonard is a point behind him. Do you know Kawhi Leonard has missed about maybe six to seven games? He does oh, not. That's he has the, That's right. And, the has, min, and it all rain. You know, the funny thing, um, Charlie, that, about the PER stat is that 
you got guys that are in the first top 10 that are playing almost you you want to say you have a stat like a guy like Anthony Davis that might be averaging 36 minutes per game and then you got a guy in the same top 10 that's playing 22 minutes a game and his Cantor's in that stat and he's he's a Nick and he's in like 20 something 21 22 and every week the every week the stats are changing but the funny thing the only thing that I would recognize about PER is that the majority if you're a team that has two to three guys in that PER range then you're winning teams. Most of the teams that are losing only have one guy that falls within that. So that PER range, exactly. Yeah. And that's your most consistent player. Right. And that's usually happened because on a bad team, even a decent player could look marvelous. And that's one out of 50. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and when, they, when you look at the PER stat, you got guys that are like bench players in the high PER and guys that are playing 22, 18 minutes and they're not taking as much shots. And it's, it's a broad stat. And, I, you know, you can't, Look, KD is a phenomenal. It's a very player. broad stat. Very broad. You can't stat. use that to, the, to to even use that against him when he's a guy that's on a team with multiple talented players mm-hmm. that's willing to divert and say, "I'm willing to take the game over if need be." But if somebody else is hot, I'll let them take the shot. He's a team player. He's he's a multifaceted player. He can shoot the three. He can defend. He can do so many things. He's probably one of the best offensive players of of. All time, arguably one in one mm-hmm. to ten. Yep. And he's he's judged on the moves he made in free agency when years ago free agency was an open market and guys wouldn't, you know, he made that choice. Maybe he didn't want to play with Russell. He, Russell was, you know, he he figured maybe it's not worth me playing in the shadow of Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. MVP player. I need to, you know, like Kyrie did, and maybe that's why he left. You can't. Knock the man, and I think his career is young, and he can still reinvent himself on another team to win. I'm gonna I'm gonna take on that PER thing. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like regular average analytics. Yes, and, yes, it and, is. And I know nothing about uh, you know the the intricacies of the basketball uh, numbers, but it's just common sense. It's like it's like if let's say punch stats, because that's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. If you throw a hundred punches and 30 of them land, right? What do you have? 30%, right? Yep. I throw two punches. One of them lands. What do I have? <laughs> you got 50%. 50%. So that's where those numbers, to me, get flawed. But right. that's just all. Oh, of course. Of course. And here's, a, and here's another point. thing. That's a great point. Here's a, a, a very valid point. And here's another thing. So it's like the least you play, the better your numbers will be. And PER, but you know what? The only thing it would have to be on a consistent. So when you're right. doing that, um, and let's say you're shooting two threes a night, right? And let's say, like you said, you're only making one three a night. Your PER on threes, you know, you're 50% shooter. But right. it's sad right. you're only taking two threes a night. But here's another bad flaw in that. As you said, KD is on the team with other superstars. Here's another thing that Max didn't point out. Kevin Durant is not even the um, top scorer on the Golden State Warriors. Right. That is Steph Curry. Curry is. What's so, his PER? Uh, he's, he's up there. I think first or number second, four. Yeah. What is he for? I think he's number three or four. Something like yeah, that. AD, I think he's number three. Different. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost like it's like power rankings. The best way you can describe it, if football has a stat called, called QBR, quarterback rating, right? Right. Your quarterback rating is based on – your passes and completion, you know, missed throws, how many times you've been, I believe, sacked, um, interceptions, and touchdowns. 
basically all your stats. Mm-hmm. Now, you can be Aaron Rodgers, who's, ha- who's probably arguably the best QB in the NFL, and you can be somebody um, like a Patrick Fitzgerald, who's a journeyman. He just happens to have that, you know, good game. Let's say he has it for a good five straight games. For five games, his QBR is higher. Would you say he's a better quarterback than um, Aaron Rodgers? Hell no. For example, Shane Battier at one time, I believe in two seasons, he had the highest PER in the NBA. And Shane Battier is nowhere near a score. I think his best time was probably in Memphis last year before he went to the Houston Rockets, where he averaged, I think, 15 points a game. But Shane Battier was known defender. That's it. Shane Battier wasn't going to sit there and, and shoot you lights out. He had a corner three, like most um, defenders, and that's it. A lot, of these, that- a lot of these stats are, are predicated on, you know, for me, you can't look at these stats. It's in every sport you have one. It's like baseball has the same thing with pitches. You can't, you know, I feel like a lot of these, these things that they give, like MVP, you have a pitcher. But a lot of these things are predicated on other players, other stats, other things that are are qualifying. Yeah, it happened. You know, who's been you hurt? Need that. Right. Who, you know, guys who've been missing games. Listen, um, I could have been averaging tw- um, 28 points for the first 10 games, miss 15, come back, average 20. My average for the season probably still be, you know, just for the season alone, it'll be 25. And if you go to top average and NBA, you see that. That's how, you know, silly these stats can be. It does not tell the whole pitch. You have to dissect it. And this is what kills me about the media. They need every piece of ammo to shoot you back to say LeBron's the greatest. And this is a shot at Kevin Durant. Charlie. Yes, it goes to what you said. They do not like the move he he made for the simple fact, I'm going to tell you why. Because they knew it was going to give him either more or – Tie or the or the same amount of championships that LeBron James has. They Charlie, they don't want that. Charlie, you know what's a good a good. Um, also, we're pertaining to that PER stat and Max Kellerman. The whole reason why that whole conversation was that he wanted to state the uh, that Kevin Durant wasn't even one of the top five players. Yo, that league. killed me. And based on PER, first of all, Giannis is um when it comes to worst. Three-point shooters in the league. Giannis Atatakimbo is number one. Number one at shooting 18%. 18%. If I'm anybody, I'm playing. And this is what kills me. And you know what? He's a great player. Why? Because he can use his athletic ability, his wingspan. That man is smart. He has fundamentals down pack. Um, but I saw Anthony Davis play him the other night, and he got exposed. See, the thing is, athleticism is only going to get you but so far. Anthony right. Davis has both. He has the skills. So skilled and, yeah, Exactly. And the athleticism the, the, of a beast. And when you just have just your natural ability, you get exposed. Because you know what? I'm sorry. A player like him and Ben Simmons, there's no reason why teams should be playing you from the foul line. You need to step up. You need to work on your jump shot. I love the fact that he can go in the air. He can dunk it from the dome foul line and just reach out like Stretch Armstrong or Mr. Fantastic. But guess what? That's only going to get you but so far. A right. Team, you know, they're lucky this, you know, the NBA doesn't, can't play a strong zone defense, man, because uh, a team like Syracuse, Jim Behan, to lock his ass up. You ain't coming to that paint. Play a strong zone defense. And that's the thing. Um, If I'm playing Milwaukee, Real quick, just to switch it, I'm guarding that paint. 
everybody's going to have to shoot. And I think for a seven-game series, that is going to be a problem because Milwaukee is not going to be able to keep uh, a consistent jump shooting from anywhere. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, the game plan is is very clear when you play Milwaukee. You know what you have to do in order to stop them because that's what they got. Nobody, you know, if they get hot, then they could win a game and they could steal it. But otherwise, they're not going to win, beat you in a series if you you have a more experienced team that that is more balanced. No, yeah, exactly. Their strong points is defense and inside scoring. Absolutely. So, and, you know, and I'm sorry, um, if they meet Golden State, yeah, I, I believe they could actually probably win two games. But here's the problem. If the first game Stephen Clay is hot, they're gonna have they're gonna have issues. Because you that's the thing, you don't want them to start off hot. Because they're not gonna cool off for about four right. games. But and you think you think K, you know, getting back to K D, right? How do you, how what do you think about his play as of late? Um, he's been doing normal K D things. Um he really went off a lot of few games when um when Steph Curry got hurt. No, they didn't win. Um, but I don't think that was his fault. Um, Golden State as a team, I think not, you know, ball wise, but mindset, they're struggling. And you that's understanding when it comes to a team that's been to the finals for four straight years. You know, your your things are going to happen. Arguments are going to happen. Um, I believe Michael Jordan said the hardest thing about keeping the streak going was um, keeping yourself motivated, entertained, giving yourself a reason on why we should keep winning. Because, you know, when you keep winning like that and keep winning so convincingly, um, easy things, you get bored after a while. And that's what anything. You do something great at your job. You do, you know, over and over repetition. You get bored after a while. But I think he did what he had to do. Um, listen, uh, I I got him winning another Finals MVP. I say <laughs> real talk. No, I, I, you know I I can see that. And Charlie, I think that the thing is, you know, I see a different team when they lost before in the past, like last season or whatnot. You always knew that they had the confidence to win. I think there's some internal shit that hasn't been. Oh yeah, so sad. Their mind, their mindset. Um. I think, and you know what, the sad part is, you mentioned Draymond real quick, it has everything to do with him. Right. I hate to say, you know, it has everything to do with Draymond. If this is a sale, he is the nucleus. You know, definitely can't can't have a sale without the nucleus, but right now he's he's going crazy. He's going haywire. He's, and he's, and you know what, the funny thing about, well, not funny, the ironic thing is Draymond Green might be the spirit of the team in terms of voice. But he's a guy that's easily replaceable. You could actually yes. play without him, even yes. though he's he does all the intangibles. He's he's a unique player that does you know he's he he guards well. He does all those those great things, but he also wants more. He's not a Clay Thompson type of guy that will sit back and and not want the accolades and help you win. Well, here's the thing about it now. Now he's just become an intangible player because you know what? And his good defense. That's it. His three point shooting is off. His scoring is off, period. Um, he's been getting blocked a lot, going to the paint. This is not the same Draymond Green. And I don't know what it is. And it started really once you saw that happen with the whole KD thing. Right. And I think it has something to do with His maybe, maybe that or maybe he believes that, you know, maybe he's a little upset like, damn, I brought him in and the organization loves him more. 
Right. Shit. But his, his <laughs> well, both contracts listen, are up. <laughs> you know, he's he's a better player. You could you gotta accept oh, that. Oh yeah, you gotta and, accept and the Draymond role. also is limited in this type of environment. You know, Draymond's great uh game is is you know, is is largely based on how loose they let him play. If the referees shut him down, then there's nothing not yes. much he can do. Yes. He can listen, he's, mm-hmm. you know. And Draymond Green is this era's Charles Oakley. Yes. And that goes so far because when you have a finesse game and you have other players that are also very likable, they're not going to let Draymond Green win. They're not going to let you beat no. them. No. You know? And you know what? Um, in this era with Silverman, mm-hmm. he is very strict on a lot of things, especially when it comes to playing rough. Now, I'll let you. Now, we see in the playoffs and the finals or. You know, in the East, Eastern Conference Final or Western Conference Final, you know, the rest will let you play. But other yeah. than that, uh, Silverman does not play that. He does not want the league to have a bad rep- a representation. That whole fighting and that whole thug attitude, that he does not play that. And understand that's that's right, the because this is a business. <laughs> yeah, this is a business at the end of the day. And um, paying you guys a shitload of cash for you it's to have a professional. Ball. Exactly. And it also, another thing is, too, on the low – I think Golden State bench has been a little bit depleted. And a lot of those guys are like, you know, Iguodala and other things. You know, those guys are not as young as they used to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's always getting hurt. He's, he's a real integral part. And they've always been able to get these starters that would play bench role and, and do the little things. And I think that they have one of the best starting teams. But the bench is taking a hit. I'm going to tell you what it is, man. Steve Kerr is a product of who? Greg Popovich, right? And what does the Spurs do even though they kept winning? Did they get younger? No, they just yeah, they well, yeah, absolutely. They had to they had to add to that. They had to the add, draft. but did they really get younger? No, no they didn't. I, I mean, how long was you know they kept winning they didn't the get on, the last starting court. Yeah, they they last the only piece that they got younger with and it took them a long time was Kawhi Leonard. Yes. That was the only piece. And when I saw this year, they didn't add nobody. I like the kid, um, Damian Jones. Was it DJ Damian? Oh, very good athletic um, power Damian forward. Jones, yeah. Yeah he, yeah. yeah, he can get up there. But when I saw, like you said, um, okay, still got Iguodala. You know, he was hurt last year. Um, this is last year. Iguodala has shown his age. He's mm-hmm. up there. I'm sorry. He's gotten slower. Um, he's shooting better this year because you know what? He can't drive to the lane. So I'm glad he's working on his jump shot. That's a message out there to Ben Simmons. Um, Send that brother some eugenics. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Oh, what'd you call it? They still got Looney. I like Looney, but guess what? Looney is undersized. Sometimes I don't like teams that don't know when to let pieces go. I thought they got rid of Zaza Pachulia a year too late. Right. Thank God they they finally did get rid of him. Um, same thing with uh, Andrew Bogut. I I like Iguodala, but I definitely would have traded traded for him or would have tried to get somebody like a Trevor Ariza to take his spot. Yeah, Trevor Ariza, not only a few years younger, but um, can hit a better three and can still play D. Uh, what you call it would have been an awesome acquisition to the team. But you know what? Here's the thing: they're betting on Boogie Cousins, and that's the thing. He just um, I was gonna say. He Charlie. dunked. He dunked on Kevin Durant in practice. So, <laughs> y'all was gonna say that 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 in case I feel like their two guard slot 
two guards, guards, everything off the bench that's that's with smalls, like guards, are are kind of like thin. They got a lot of big, a couple of big guys that could like they could plug in with you know Demar. You know, I like Cousins, and unfortunately, you know, that was. A, but you got other guys like I don't know, like you know, Kevin Looney's been all right. You got Jordan Bell. I mean, Sean Livingston's been pretty good, but see, see, Jack, and that's you know, and that's the thing, like. Why do you still have Jordan Bell? I know. He, you know, yeah, he's energy off the bench. And there's no hate to him. He's athletic. He can get it up there. He has bunnies. But that's it. Um, he can't shoot. Can't pass. Oh, but you know what? I, I do. I will say this. He had a few good key moments in this past season finals. We're playing defense on not, I mean, not lockdown defense, but just key moments getting that steal that you needed here or there. And you know what? I can understand that sometimes. Hey, you know what? That w- that's enough alone to solidify your spot. But I'm sorry. To me, well, it's always going to be a league of what have you done for me lately. Right. But you don't see those guys. Like, you don't see those guys that are looking to win and saying, I'm going to run over there and I'm going to play. Like, you don't see those guys that are, are saying, I'm going to, besides DeMarcus, I'm going to forget about the money and I'm going to go over there and play like, you know, your David Lee's, those guys that you could plug in there that actually used to be starters and have good actual IQ. You don't have those high skilled guys that can come in there and the pressure is all on their starters. It is. It is. It's not, you know what? You don't have those Eduardo, Nahara, Jerome, Will Junkyard, you know, mm-hmm. guys, you know, no more. And you're right about that because, it's all about building your brand. And I, I don't understand that because players are getting paid money. Listen, you could be the 15th man coming off the bench in junkyard time and still get paid a good $1.2 Still good enough to tell your kids, listen, you can go to Columbia, NYU for college. I got this. You know, <laughs> so there, there's no need to sit there and, and you work hard. You, you know when you have those players, and I hate to say it, on shitty teams, for example, Vonley. Vonley is a very good one of those type of players that go out there and give you everything. But those are always players that are like undersized for their position, right? Or you know, playing out of position. But you know what? These the are the are play- synonymous for those guys. They we always find those guys and they overproduce, and and they just you know they're playing a lot like better. Othella Harrington. Yes. You can't tell me as a Knicks fan you didn't like Othella Harrington. Yeah, I mean, you know, but Kurt but it, Thomas, we had underachievers doing their thing, giving their blood and soul for us every night. Michael Doliak, you know, <laughs> guys nobody like else that. wanted the rock. You, you're right. You don't have that no more. Let's uh, get to get off the KD and LeBron topic because definitely we could talk about this all day and all Absolutely. night. Let's move on. To the nation's capital, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. Where the Wizards are in Hogwarts. They are in school with Harry Potter because their magic just sucks right now. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. They, nice. they do, they do nice. not look like Wizards at all to me. No. Maryland would be very upset. He <laughs> 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 would not like that. And um, here's the thing. They traded for Trevor Ariza. <laughs> um, so... Welcome back. <laughs> you know, we could definitely say that for Trevor Reza. Welcome back. And here's the thing. When they did that, they let me know they do not plan on trading John Wall or Bradley Beal this season. They plan on rebuilding. Uh, they plan on, I'm sorry, continuing what they have. And I'm sorry, it is not enough to take over the East. 
I think they should be definitely in the rebuild. I think. Oh, Dev, blow that team up. They have not, have they not won? Have they won 50, 50 wins? No, they haven't. Have they gone past fifty? No, no. Very 70. few teams do that in the East Coast. <laughs> Seventy no. something. Very few teams do that in the East Coast. Period. But um, and they got a great one. Ultimate, they probably have arguably one of the best. Sorry, starting front court in terms of uh, I'm sorry, and I'm not um, with back with court, back yeah. <clears throat> sorry, that yak. Sorry. <laughs> they have uh, one of the arguably best uh, backcourt when you look at John Wall and, and Beal. I mean, they probably should start all over and deal them two guys in order of Beal and, um, and Wall. Yeah, but here's the thing about it. Bradley Beal, you, you know, recently he just dropped 40 <laughs> points. Um, and recently, after the trade, um, and this is before Trevor Reason even came um, you know, got on a plane and landed. Um, they beat the shit out the Lakers. And that's what always bothered me about Washington. You know, they lose games they 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 aren't supposed to. But then they go in the Staples Center and they beat the hell out the Lakers. Um, John Wall contract, like I was saying, is fat like him this season. <laughs> that shit is ridiculous, you know. Um, rightfully so, though. But he earned it. I'm a big John Wall fan. But then, you know what? John Wall could ball out his damn mind. They he, will take that, and they will, and they will. But you know what? You know, on our team, but his the thing, the, the, if I'm the Knicks, you got enough cap. But his, the only problem is that I need to know John Wall is. is see, his I need to know John Wall is not gonna come in out of shape and everything like that. We already had that with Chris Charles. We don't need that with nobody else. Um, and that's the thing. Him coming in overweight this season, um, before that, you know, the knee problems. And John Wall's a hell of a player. You know, it's crazy. He came in, they said overweight, and he's still fast. One of the fast, probably if not still the fastest guy in the, in the league. Um, still plays phenomenal defense. I wish his jump shot was better. <laughs> but John Wall is an underrated passer. They don't give him props for that. I think because a lot of people don't like his style of play. But I, I like the fact that he can get up and down, up and down. You put you replace um, John Wall with Lonzo Ball, the Lakers are probably going to the chip. Right. Not probably the way they can because they already move up and down, up and down with a point guard like him who's just up and down, up and down going. You know, it it'll be wonderful to see Bradley Beal back to him. Like I said, he just scored forty points the other night. Shout out to him. <coughs> but. Okay, 40 points tonight, and then what? The next night, what, 15, 20? My, my thing is, right, Charlie, in terms of that team, the opportune time now is now to trade those guys. Now, yes. Yeah. Bradley Beal time was the, 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 the season, last, last season, to be year. honest with yeah. you, when, his, right when, now, his, when his stock was his highest. They got rid of, they got rid of Gortat, right? And, Which and, they, uh, and I like Gortat, but his problem was he didn't show up in the playoffs. Right, and people can't blame Dwight Howard because actually when he's played, he's been pretty good. <laughs> you know, he's been solid. Yeah, he's been solid. He's I don't know, Dwight, but he's not a guy that's you know he's doing his, he's doing work. He, he is, and um, listen, John Wall is not Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker um, is a point guard that plays great with big men. Remember, you have certain point guards. You know, like a Chris Paul, you know, you play with him and you're a big man, especially athletic one. You're going to enjoy playing with him because it's Lob City. Um, John Wall is not that type. So 
a lot of times the White House is going to have to learn to get the rock and do it himself. He's not that type of player. But, he, yes, he has been playing well. I don't know if that's before the swinger parties or after. <laughs> Somebody has to let me know. <laughs> Literally <laughs> swinging. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, Charlie, um, you know what? Think about it. You know, basketball is one of those things, you know, when you look at before the season starts and you look at on paper, right? I think the Wizards are just too much forecasting in terms of who they are. Mm-hmm. You got guys like Otto Porter. You're supposed to expect him to do better, but he has. Ooh, man, ever since he got paid, man. He's Damn. Otto Porter, man. He was about... You you know you know who he is? he reminds me of Kent Bazemore, but the only thing is Kent right. Bazemore got paid and still playing his ass off. He, right, he still played. He still played. And, and that yo, it's funny that you said it because I totally forgot about Otto Porter. You know what's sad? They traded Kelly Oubre in that trade for Trevor Reza, but I actually thought Kelly Oubre was a bright spot for that team. Mm-hmm. Being a young kid, he was developing um his jump shot more. He was very good wing defender. Um, going on a fast break, I thought he was a great acquisition off the bench. Um, now you now you lose him out of Porter is this not probably stuck in the Porter right. still, um, and he's not doing good. So what do you do now? Thank God you get Trevor Reza, but Kelly Oubre was good. younger. So mm-hmm. now yeah, I like Trevor Reza. But you're going older. How much Trevor years do Trevor Reza have left? Because he, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe he is 34 years of age. He is, but I think that what they what they're doing is maybe a veteran. They're trying to get that veteran influence in that <coughs> to try to settle them down and saying, "Let's make a push." And that guy could definitely help you because look at oh you, yeah, they're losing. They, they yeah. miss that. They miss that that presence of a guy that that doesn't oh, need to right. be told how to play defense. But the thing about it is, like when Wall was saying the other day, and they point, or was Bill was saying, and and there's like some in, inner turmoil when they were talking about Grunfeld. He's terrible. The dude, mm-hmm. he, he mm-hmm. yo in the 2011 draft, he picked Jan Vosley when you had Kyle uh, Leonard. You had all these mm-hmm. guys out right, there. You, had, yeah. you know, I mean, you had so many guys. You had um, um, what's his name from Golden State? We were just talking about the guard. Uh, uh who's um. Shit, I'm not Clay Thompson. You Clay Thompson, yeah, Clay Thompson. I'm bugging, yeah. He was in that draft too. All these guys. I mean, the whole draft after that, you had so many premier guys, and he picks a guy that. Where is this guy? He's not even playing. If I'm not nope, mistaken, he's not. And, so he's and, he's not he, even a good. On, on top of that, too, the coach got to go, man. Yeah. Listen, I like Scotty Brooks. Scotty Brooks is the reason why. I'm gonna keep it honest with you. That team hasn't exploded yet, like a yes. like a C four, because you know what? He's kept that locker room in shape because you you know remember he had that he had to deal with Russ Westbrook and um Kevin Durant and they drama. Mm-hmm. He is a great Doctor Phil for the NBA, right? Coach, he is not. I am sorry, maybe for a younger <laughs> team, but um this team right now they need a coach like Mark Jackson's will come in and say stop the shit. And enough of this. You know, enough, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do double dutch real quick and we're gonna jump back onto this topic or the next. Steve Kerr, he's been out, out coached. He's I've I have i have not liked the way he's coached this mm. year. I haven't liked his substitutions. I have a lot he's mm. pretty much said little about what's Shots happening. Shots fired. Oh, whoa, whoa, bro, bro. Put down the put down the automatic and pick up the <laughs> word. 
Put down an automatic and put down and put up the rifle. This is a single shot fire, man. You you killing this man right now. Jesus. Oh my goodness. But go ahead. You were killing not what was it? The coaching, the, the substitution, the 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 the, 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 the prostitution. <laughs> yeah, everything has been bad. I just think, you know, Steve Kerr has gotten a big pass in terms of how he coaches and whatever. You know, they've been a good team that knows how to play and they have a good IQ and they they play the game. But a lot of the stuff, he's been like nonchalant. The shit that happened with KD and whatnot. And then they've been losing games like a lot of sloppy play. I don't know if he's has these guys as professionals practicing enough or they don't look sharp. As And that's his job, ultimately. But, you know, he's not that – how can I say? He's a la Phil Jackson. He's from the Phil. He's more of the Phil regime. When it comes to that aspect of, I'm not the hoopling hollering. Um, right. You're going to get this. You're going to work it out. Phil always was the type of guy. You're going to work through this. Right. And I I kind of agree with you a little bit because I know one, I'm being a little over dramatic when it comes. No, absolutely not. Because you know what? I've always said his substitutions were were shady to me. I never liked how he substitute. I thought a lot of times they could have won games, especially in the playoffs, had he substituted, made certain um, um, substitutions either quicker or earlier. Um, definitely agree with that. Um, this year, you know what? Yeah, if you're talking about just pure coaching, he's showing a lot of flaws. He is being exposed because, you know what, that is still an awesome team and they're losing bad games. Yes, they're, I believe they're still number one in the, in the West right now. But you got teams coming for you, and you're losing some games you should have won. I'm telling you right now, um, usually I don't watch their Christmas games because you know what? They've lost to the Cavs on, on Christmas. And I always say it doesn't mean nothing um, because they're going to win in finals. But I think this year, yeah, it is a pivotal game. They're playing against the Lakers, and guess what? They might meet the Lakers somewhere down the road in the playoffs. So I actually agree with you. I do not like um if I had to give Steve Co Steve Kerr right now his um his uh his midterm grade, uh, it'd be a C. Yeah, and I think only only because he has one of the he has the best one of the best starting lineups, arguably, you know, that of, of all time. And and the guy right now, this is this is how it works out. If they if they don't make if they lose this year. I don't care if they make it to the finals or whatnot. If they lose, if they make it to the finals or not, he's and KD leaves, he's probably out of a job. Possibly that, that's that's going to be the conversation. Uh, I don't think he'll be out of a job. I think it could be a conversation. It should be. Um, I don't think he'll be out of a job because of the way Golden State operates. Uh, they I do believe love him. they love him. They'll give him another two years or so. Um, or listen. Or- Listen, Golden State had a great run. I do believe still they will win this year, and that's it. Bleep, bleep, bleep. That's all, folks. That, that's it. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's uh, it's over. And um, listen, man, from the nation's capital, we about to hop on this Amtrak, and we are gonna go on down to Boston real quick because um, they're struggling, and um, I'm shocked because Brad Stevens, without his two best players. Went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. This year, 
two back got his two best players back, and they're in fifth spot of the fucking East. D nice, what, what, explain something to me. What, what, what's happening in Boston? Is it the water? Are they not listening <laughs> to the greatest of Marky Mark? Is, is that do they not have good vibrations? Is Jesus Shuttleworth still over there? <laughs> nah, man. Hey, you know Boston. They hey, they're, they're struggling. All you know, football as well. You know, I mean, New England, the whole that whole area. You want to say, but I want to add to that. That saying. The problem with them is they're trying to integrate players like that were hurt and they're coming back. And, you know, Hayward, you know, he comes back and they got to, you know, they got to, you know, Hayward, they got to they gotta get him playing again. And he's not ready to play that type of ball. He's not. Here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Hayward was good in Utah. They were playing good in Utah. They were. He was balling. But um, who else was in Utah besides, besides him and Gobert? That was it. Um, Spider Mitchell wasn't there. He came to the season when he got traded. Um, okay, here's the thing. That injury, I think, probably fucked him up. He is not. He's, he's not. He's, he's not, damaged. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he's a salvaged car. He is not Paul George. Right. Paul George came back from it. He's ruined. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I hate to say it, but I think he, um, and, and psychologically he might be done. He doesn't look the same. Um, I do agree with you. Integrating them is going to is, is going to be a problem. But damn, still this far in the league in this season already, you know we're about to hit another month All Star break, and I did not see Indiana having a better record than them. Mm. Yeah, it's and and they you know. The other guys you have there just—they're not, not either performing. sophomore slump. And I said this, uh, man. People go back and listen to my podcast. I said, will Tatum and Brown have a sophomore slump? Because you know what—that's a serious thing. Um, a lot of people don't remember, don't know, especially young, young watchers. But it's common for a player to have a sophomore slump. It's common. It, it's, it's not like, oh my god. I can't know. It's because you guys, you know, so used to the Kobe, I mean, the LeBron James and, and everything, and certain players having a great, maybe one or two seasons, then that is, then that's it. But it, it's very common for an awesome player to have a sophomore slump. It's, I still have faith that those guys, in, ter- in terms of what they got, that they, if they get in the playoffs, you know, and, and they get a, on a roll towards the end of the season, they'll be all right. No, they but, they will. Um, they'll pick it up. I'm telling you, once after the All Star break, these guys are going clicking in gear. Um, I do not see Hayward being a real, a real main part of that that offense or defense. He will get the time because he has the money. <laughs> um, you, right. you got paid. You gonna play. You healthy. You yeah. gonna play. He's probably going to be like a Parsons type player, you know, and I don't mean to. Come, oh man, to and, and it's sad, man, to think he was going both white. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. That's racist. <laughs> nah, nah, but um, he is sad that he was going. The only difference is though, Parsons was always a good shooter though. So that right. was that's that's, that's not right. a Parsons can shoot. So Barson will always, you know, have a spot in the NBA. That's not the problem. And hey, Wilkins shoot too, which I'm I'm shocked. I don't see him shooting more. Listen, you know, he yeah, he got hops. You know what I'm saying? He could dunk a little something, but 
you know, he he's not known for his hops. You know, his man can shoot, come off the dribble. Um, I think he just needs to get his mind right. I think that injury really messed him up. It's like a boxer, you know, touch um tasting the the, the, the canvas for the first time. Yeah. You know, yes. or That's you, know, yeah. you know, Shell exactly, shot. or a pitcher getting rocked one game. You know. It, Listen, that you know, you gotta take him out. I think I hit. Yeah, that's that's that's. I think that's what it is. Um, for right now, the only thing is, like I said, I'm shocked because Brad Stevens is such a great coach. Um, that I would think you'd figure out a way to implement them in the system a little quicker. Maybe I'm just probably giving him too much credit, or maybe not enough patience on my end. I'm on board with you. I feel like he's shown me too much that he's. He's outdueled people with less. So I just feel like, wait, wait, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's played chess when it came to, to coaching. When people were like, oh, these guys ain't going to win a game. Mm-hmm. And it's one game. Mm-hmm. He showed that, you know, he's come prepared. He's prepared players. He's put players into, you know, slots and showed that he his system that he believed in. He said he was it was his his type of coaching. And he showed that with proper coaching, you could pretty much put players different players to circumvent mm-hmm. with the loss of a player and he did that and he showed that he could win with it yeah, because so iq really will get you pretty far him. yes iq will get you pretty far i will say this though i told a lot of people i was not hyped about jalen brown not shooting that great um i said at best he's going to be a good spot up shooter i do like his athletic ability and he can he is long pause and he can play um he can play. <laughs> he can play defense. What I told you, I don't see him being the all star that everybody's saying he is going to be. Now Tatum, yes, because Tatum's still showing you that you know he can score. I was watching the game the other night. You know that he can come off the dribble one on one, great one on one play. See, that's the difference between him and Brown. Brown is not a take you off the dribble, post you. He's not a great one on one scorer. Rozier is. I think Rozier's ceiling is higher than Jalen Brown. I said out of those three, Jalen Brown has the lowest ceiling. I said out of those three, he is the Sheik Luch. You know, yes, yes, he is good. But listen. Don <laughs> But he, listen, he's not going that far. He ain't Styles and Jada. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hey. You know what you got from him. But I always feel like those players that they give more act like, oh, it, you know, he's he's sometimes you have to look at a player and see what you got and say, if he gives you more, that's great. Yes, that's I right exactly. I that is a great way to say a hundred percent agree with you. Exactly. If this is this, yes, this is what he can do. But a certain exactly best best way you can say it and be happy with it. Don't overhype right. them. But that's what they do nowadays. And this is why some of them get paid the money they get paid. Otto Porter, same. He's a prime example of it. They overhyped him. He got paid. Now look at it. You know. Um, it's sad. It's not the same no more. Ah, guys. The soup. I feel like that. You know what, Charlie? And when it comes to this, it's like these guys are all trying to get to that Supermax. Yeah. Every, yeah. It's, it's like, about. Yeah. It's got about, too many. Mm-hmm. Too many regular guys getting Supermax, like getting max money. I, I just. It's hard because you want to say, I don't want to lose a guy, but you got to pay him. But some of these guys are playing to the point where I just want to get my payday. And these guys, yeah, the, and the NBA is just like throwing away money. These guys are getting paid left and right, left and right. I mean, money's just being thrown thrown at them like a strip club. And you want you want them to get paid. 
I want every guy in the NBA. But what happened to earning your money, though? Like, you know? What happened to I got to be selfish because I'm a fan. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. Do I want my max money spent on a guy like, you know, honestly, like when I thought the Knicks were going for for Butler, I said, I don't want Butler. Yeah, I said the same thing because you know what? I like Jimmy. Don't get it twisted. If Jimmy came with two years on his contract, Already, I'm fine with that. But the fact that we're going to take him and his contract's going to be up and at the age of 30, he's going to want a max deal. And don't get it twisted. Jimmy is rocking on Philly right now. Came in, hit two game yes. winners. I mean, he's killing it. But, I mean, let, let's be real. At the age of 30, um, on top of that, you kind of undersized for a two guard. Nobody's really 6'6". Six, six. What they got on the 6'6", 6'7"? Six, 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 I think he's really like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Um. Yeah, you play great. Your your jump shot is is not the is not the best. Um, as you get older, your inside game slows down. The, you know the wear and tear, as you can see with LeBron getting blocked the other night, and that was an awesome block. But I was happy they didn't get Jimmy either. I said, thank God, because he's gonna want that max contract, and I don't believe it. And, and you know, I don't want to say that because I don't want to seem like a, a Jimmy Butler fan. You know, if he's listening, you know, he show up. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, I also we love you. Were, we'll take you. You're not a butler to me, <laughs> anyway. But uh, the guy is great. But uh, at the age of thirty, bro, nah, man. You're not willing to give this guy five, four, four to four year contract. Four to yeah, four to, to mm-hmm. say to say this is the guy. Hundred sixty, yeah, back. you know, hundred forty mil. Here you go. We're already gonna do that to KP. You know, I mean, I, just, I don't know, man. You know, listen. A lot of people were mad, especially Knicks fans, but real Knicks fans like me were happy. They didn't sign his ass to an extension. And um, I don't think he was too happy about it, but oh, I wouldn't either. Listen, you've been injured since you came with us. Right. What the hell am I signing you to an extension for? You just had one of the worst knee injuries that you could have. You know, your ACL is gone. And the sad part is, once that happens, there's a strong chance it can happen again. That's what people don't fail to realize, and that his size and his height and the way he moves. But I hope I'm wrong because KP is an awesome player at his height and his size. I think he could transcend Dirk Nowitzki because he plays above the rim and he plays defense and he could rebound. Um, I think what it is, he's just got to get strong, you know, stronger. He's just got to come with some more. So listen, the, the guy is seven five, two pounds, walking like a McDonald's French fries, you know. He's he's thin, man. That broomstick's that way more to him. <laughs> you know, definitely. You know, but he's just. I'm not sold, KP. You know, I'm sorry. Everybody always gets on me for the KP. I love. I like the KP. You know, when they, I, I was looking at him when they drafted him, and I said, "Wow, you know, there was there was kind of a little buzz about him, but not." I was I was on board because I said, "You know, we got to think out the box and fuck it. If this guy could be more, but I have not yet seen anything that has showed me." That KP is a premier player, elite, none of that. And I think guys come in the league and they got guys that have that pedigree that come in and they change shit. He hasn't shown me he's done, he can be able to do that. He has, I'm going to disagree. Nobleman voice. <laughs> he's stupid. Y'all talking slick because Nobleman not here. I know he wouldn't be happy. Yeah. Tell you right now. He's stupid. Oh, what you call it? Um, here's the thing when he had that great year, I said, okay, Melo was there. I said, people in the NBA, 
doubled Melo or played harder on Melo, which left him open for the shots. And you know what? He knocked him down. Thank God. Which right. he's supposed to do. So, you know, last year, no Melo. Let's see what he does. You know, erupted the first few uh, first few games. Then, and then he hit the I wall. Then he hit the, a bad wall. And it was like, to me, I'm sorry. I was like, whoa, this dude just put up 42 and 12. You know, just give an example. Well, I'm exaggerating, but I'm like, you know, what the hell happened? He went on the clip. He went on the run. And then it was like, then he stopped doing everything. It was like he was injured before he got injured. Yes. It was like he lost steam. It was like he wasn't defending anybody. He wasn't blocking anybody. He wasn't doing anything. It was like he looked like he was waiting on people to call calls. I hated that. I said, he's not being aggressive. He's not going to the basket. And he's just waiting on, on the refs to give him calls like he's an elite Superstar, guy. Yeah. Like, yo, keep playing. He was stopping on one side of the ball when the action was on the other to argue a call. And I'm like, that's some shit Melo would do. Hey, who do you think he was taught by? Mellow. But here's the thing, too. Nice skin, fella. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know what? I, I realized what um, Yoakim Noah came out recently in an article said he was too lit for New York, you know, with the party and the club. And yeah. I think New York gets the people, especially with somebody like him being foreign. He comes over here. He plays great. They love me, Vandeval. I'm a, you know, it's like I'm a god. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a god over here. So I'm Fabio. I can't believe it's not butter. You know, I, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the truth. I'm the shit here. Like, and it's New York. It's everywhere. I got women, fashion, everything. You see KP at Fashion Week and stuff like that. Like, what do they make for seven foot seven people? Guy on the regular. Like, is there what section is that in Walmart? Because I damn sure don't see it. I tried on. Just I don't for understand fun. how they annoyed it. You know, and and I, again, I hate to sound like a, a hater, but th they anointed this. They call this guy a unicorn. When you had guys that were out playing him, I mean, fucking the kid from uh, marketing came in and outplayed the shit out of him. And I thought, damn, yeah, how is this guy a unicorn when plays are coming here and I'm out fucking playing him? They, you know, he hasn't proven anything. They uh, they gave him the crown way too quick. They said, this is your franchise. They didn't they didn't make make him work for it. They gave him the keys. We were desperate. I understand. Yeah, because that. you know what? We wanted they, to get rid they wanted to give rid of Melo. Exactly what you was gonna say. Yep, they wanted to get rid of Melo, and they said, "You know what? Him's the keys to the city already." And yep. here's the thing, man. Yet to be seen. Yeah, right? and I'm worried about the Knicks, man. As the more big time, more and more, I'm watching this this season. I'm worried about the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, can y'all hop on me on this Amtrak one more time? Let's go to <laughs> let's go to New York City. Let's just hop on this Amtrak one more time. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie I'm I'm gonna you know what's I'm gonna, I'm jumping Please on the stand clear the clothes. Hey, I'll say, um, meet me in a meet I'm me worried, meet though. me in a liquor cart, all right? <laughs> <laughs> the dining right, right, cart, we'll, we'll liquor slash smoking area. That's what that's where you're gonna <laughs> see me at. All right, meet me there. Let's let's go into New York. Um, I'm worried, man, because. If we don't land nobody, we're fucked. Um, love the way Knox is playing. I called it. He's finally breaking out, being uh, being gr totally aggressive. And I said that. Thank God. Trying to dunk on people. This kid is shooting like he was doing in college. I said he is a monster. Averaging 19 points. Got to be rookie of the month. Doing great. Mitchell Robinson. Doing, He's looking good. Mitchell Robinson doing great. You know what I'm saying? One of the leaders. And averaging blocks a game, right? Second round pick. After that, mm -hmm. 
Well, fuck. I mean, Moutier's been playing great, but I'm sorry. Moutier is not our future. It's not the answer. It's not our future. I'm sorry. Great off the bench. Yes. I, you know, I'm going to be honest. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be honest about Giannis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just want to say that. <laughs> but, you know, Trey Burke and all these guys, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., we still got his contract. I'm worried because if we don't sign nobody, we're going to look really bad for another year. And it's like, what are we doing to say, hey, come over here? All right? Everybody's saying Zion Williamson. First of all, we're not even tanking right. All right? We'll lose five mm-hmm. straight, and then we'll beat a great team. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? All right? Right. You, you couldn't beat Orlando, but you, did, you, you give the L.A. a, a hard-ass time or you beat them. It's like, I, it doesn't make sense. And, and it's killing me. You know, tank, and, and, and if you want Zion Williamson, okay, cool. Get Zion Williamson. All right, great. I, I don't know. Okay, so who are we going to pair him up with? You know, nowadays you need a good point guard. We don't have that. If I'm the Knicks, I'm going after a point guard. I'm going after R.J. Barrett. I'm not, oh, you know, <clears throat> I'm going after guards. I'm going after point guards and guards. I'm not going after another high flyer. I mean, okay, yeah, we're going to do that and pair him up with who? Right. If you can tell me right now you got a great plan for Zion Williamson, I'm all on board. And listen, if he's the, if we got the top pick, I will say this: you got to draft him. You should, if you got a top pick in the draft from one to three, you tap the best available in the draft. That's what you do. That's what you do. And, and you know what? It's take him, and if it ain't for your team, you trade him. You'll get something great. It's a top three pick. Well, I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. My whole thing thinking about the New York Knicks is simple, right? What they need to do is they need. This is not a rebuild. Tell me, that. Figueroa. Yeah, here we go. Talk to me. Yeah, it, it's been a great year in boxing, has it? Yes, yes, it has. Um, few things before we get to the Wilder and Fury uh, fight. Um, let's talk more, most more recent. Um, you talking about last night? Because I know you don't like Charlos. Oh, I'm don't don't say I don't like the Charlos. I don't appreciate them outside the ring. You know what? Um, you had mentioned this about the Trout fight. I thought yeah. Trout did expose Jamel, but yes. um, man, oh man, both of them. I thought one, the one who won Jamal, he shouldn't have won. Corporal, Cor- Cor- whatever his name is, I can't pronounce it right. Yeah, he was tough dude. He man. was rocking him. He was beating the brakes he off was the first half of the fight. He was rocking him um, yeah, with man. some crazy power punches that was just stopping him in his combination. And who's this kid, Harrison? Because oh, oh he, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a D-Town brother. That, he beat the that brother, shit. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't understand what, what, what PB, PBC is doing with these Fox. Uh, um, you know, I don't listen to any announcers outside of the regular boxing guys. But somebody, you know, D put me on to this this uh, Steve Albert. I guess it's Marv Albert's son. Man, they need to keep him and Stephen A. Smith away from boxing, man. Because uh, it's getting to the point now where I'm going to have to start watching these fights on mute. These dudes are, 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 are announcing fights with, 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 with the uh, degree of a two-year-old when it comes to boxing. I watched um, I watched it in, in Espanol, so it was great. Oh, God, I, all I God hear, bless. Because all I hear is, you know oh, it was killing me? Charlo. I was like, Yo, yeah, yeah, um, great. You, you did yourself a favor because if you don't listen to it in English, it would have been a disservice. They, you know what was funny was at the end of the rounds, um, 
they would they they were showing the highlights, right, of the clips of the the action, and it was Harrison sneak jabbing and landing effective shots, and yet they were like, oh yeah, uh, like 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 they were watching a totally different fight, like like Charlo was out beating. Uh, no, man. Let me tell you something. When I saw Charlo, I think it was first round, try to come in with a combination, he moved and said, whap! That and dude kept stop. walking into the counter punches. Yo, it kept stopping him. Charlo yeah. got him with one good hit in the 12th round, where yeah. Harrison, I thought, you know, worried me a little bit. Yeah, up. he turned it up towards the end. He did turn it up towards but the end. You, but it wasn't you know enough. the problem was? That kid defense was so good, he didn't know how to fucking hit him. I was watching exactly. him. He was sitting there his taking his time. He, he, Charlo was confused. And now, listen, mm-hmm. these guys are athletically gifted. These guys are quick, strong. Right. You know, those combinations that he couldn't get them off. He could not get them because he could. He did not know how to hit this man. I said, wow. And Harrison's a B-plus at best. His, his so, defense you know, is like an A, a like, uh, Canelo. <laughs> oh, no. Don't let, listen, they better not even speak about fighting Jacobs or Canelo. Even 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 heard man. Even heard. Even Jared heard. Even heard. You know, like, yeah, you know what I don't. I, I tell you what about Jared heard real quick. He stands stills too much because yeah, because homie he was rocking him. Homie caught. Listen, yeah, if it wasn't yeah. for his power, that fight was. I'm sorry because homie was it was was catching him in the face. You know what's crazy about that fight? At the end, everybody, even the announcers, were like, "He got robbed. He got robbed." And you know what made me feel good was at the end they had an interview with uh, Keith Thurman. And Keith Thurman told the truth. He's like, listen, the guy who landed the most, more effective shots, who landed the majority of the shots was Harrison. Yes. And it, and what's funny is we were talking, when you guys were talking about per, if you look at the per when it came to the, the P.E.R., the, the punching efficiency I mean, rating. <laughs> I like that punching. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Harrison landed 34% versus, I think, 28, 29 of, of Charlo. I mean, and these were total number of shots. Listen, it's, it's you the, know, it wasn't it wasn't throwing, and it wasn't like 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 Harrison threw five shots. He threw, you know, he threw enough. He threw effective so, punches. The man right, listen, effective. He was a great counter punch. The guy listen. The guy, and listen, and they were flush. You see right. Charlo coming with a one-two. He dodged the first. Boom. Charlo don't even want to swing the second punch because he just got and, stopped. And what was happening was Harrison would catch him with two-three punch combination but wouldn't stay there to watch his work. He'd, he'd slide yeah, out. Yo, he'd oh, make the man, end such a, listen, and confuse him. Listen, let me tell you right now. Those boys are allergic to cherries. That's what happens with cherry picking go wrong. <laughs> yeah, and you want to know what? That fucked up their whole plan because they're supposed to um they're supposed to fight Jared Hurd based off of that win. And uh right now, if I'm Jared Hurd, you know, they're talking shit like, well, he should still fight him. Fuck no. to the no. I want titles. Guess what? Harrison, he got the WBC. Guess who I'm gonna fight next? Because I know I could beat Harrison. Matter of fact, I beat Harrison already. So I'm gonna beat him again. Son, you know what's a, what's a, um so yeah, that, that's what Jamel can't fight Hurd or Canelo on them. And Jamal, I doubt Boo Boo Andre is gonna want to fight him now because you you really should have lost to um, Korkbov. Sorry if I'm saying. Nah, but Korkbov is a is a, is a tough 
Man, what I saw, listen, first of all, he only lost to Andy Lee. Andy Lee was an effective fighter, man. Let me tell you, you know what? Like you, he ran out of gas. After yeah, that. he ran out of gas. You know what? I don't think he expected to be there. You know what was, you know yeah, was the problem? He's gone past the 10th round. Yeah. You know what was the problem with that fight? I'm going to tell you right there. As slow as he moves. He needed you stupid fucker. <laughs> <laughs> as slow as Cobalt moves, you know, yeah, um, Charlo was not landed effective combinations. Another guy who was a good counter puncher because at his his punches, listen, Jamal has a chin because those punches were flushed. And some of them they showed that you know what he was doing he, though? It, he was another one stopped with his combination. You know what he was doing though, Carbov, which I loved? He wouldn't let Charlo take the momentum. Charlo would land, but he'd land right behind him. Oh yeah, he hit him. Charlo hit him, and then he take it right. You know back. what? He wouldn't let him take the momentum of the fight. He kept. I he kept hitting. It affected him. Go ahead, I'm sorry. You know, Charlie. I feel like it affected him mentally that his brother. I felt late. In yeah. The rounds, yeah. He was more trying to knock the guy. Yeah, down. he wanted to prove. He was like, yeah. oh, I, I, I got, I got to make this shine. He looked strong. He looked all that he was throwing, but it was just too much making a statement. He wanted to knock him out. He right, always right. said Jamal is the better Charlo, but this, um, as far as Jamal, um. I spoke when the Harrison beat him. I said, you know what? Uh, this is this is almost expected. This man had to have two fights with Trout, which is sad, you know. Right. But you and, know what? It's a humbling experience. Good for him. Maybe he'll learn from um, it. Hopefully, because you know what? There was a whole different Charlo after the, in that post conference. Post conference. I watched. I watched the fight. On, I didn't watch. The oh, I, I, I did. So I saw something that said the Filipino, <laughs> the Filipino guys, yeah. and they had the. They had to fight even. Yeah, man. Um, some people this said they happened. had to. And it wasn't just one one or two judges. Some people. All mm -hmm. three judges had the guy winning. Some people said um, one dude I was debating with on YouTube said it was draw because um, it looks good with defensive fighters because they land. Um, because, right. I, um, you know. I, I, I could even see a draw. <laughs> you know, but what was funny to me, what was funny to me was worse than that when it came to scoring was the second fight that had one of the judges had Korobov. Not winning any no, round. No, crazy. Cobalt won like the first five. Yeah, that was crazy. 119 or 108 or some shit. I was like, now nah, that is bad. That is bad, Judge. Here's that thing. And like I said, back to the guy I was debating with. He was like um, complaining about defensive fighters look better because, you know, they don't throw as much. And when they do throw, they land. I said, well, I said, I said well, you just. You just like um defeated your own argument. That's what he exactly right. supposed to do. I said, and I wrote, it's the art of hitting. Without hit. I said, on top of that, he landed flush hits. Uh, he stopped this man. I said, not only did he dodge and weave. I said, I said you could say the same thing for fighters who throw a thousand punches and oh they won the fight because they they look more active. That's bullshit. Stop I, that. I, I agree Stop with you. Stop that. This kid, I not only did that, he dodge him, Max he had, yeah, not only did he dodge him, but he was stopping him. This man did not get off. Charlo didn't, Jamel did not get off to the, the game plan. I bet you he thought he was going to get off to. No, he thought he was winning the fight because he kept walking forward. No, and getting hit? <laughs> uh, you know, and, 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 and if, if you want to use that argument, then I guess the bull always wins against the bullfighter. Sure. Dodo, you know what I Dodo. mean. <laughs> Come on, Dodo. You know what kills me though? I'm gonna tell you this. Um, they have bad defense, terrible defense. Yeah, they got flaws. No, they, they no, no. I mean, no, no. I mean, they, they, have, they have bad defense, especially Jamel. Yeah. I was watching that fight. They don't guard their face at all. 
That shit was an open bar. You know what it, it was, was though? Open they, bar. They, they thought it was going to be walking walk in the park. I, yeah, I, I hope. But you know what? This is not the first time I've seen this from Jamel. Especially Korobov. Korobov was a, was a one-week replacement. Because he was supposed to fight... Uh, oh, uh, Ma- Willie Monroe. He was supposed to fight... Willie Monroe, Willie Monroe right, was... Right, right, I, right. I, I guarantee Willie Monroe would have beat his ass. I don't know about I mean, that. Willie Morati would have beat his ass. I think I think Korobov was way more durable than them. I've seen Willie Monroe fight. Willie Monroe's a talented guy. He's trained by Kelly Pavlik's old trainer. Oh, he's a talented dude, but he just don't. You know, he doesn't you know why I say Ke- I couldn't. I would have seen him get. I, I think I would have seen Monroe get knocked. Now out. you know why I say different. Willie would have had the gas to go to the twelfth round with him. If if he could have got past the first couple, I think I know, think it would have. He's not as durable. Yeah. Korobov was durable. Korobov was getting hit. But it was like his chin was barely shaking. But you know what? Because he, he really couldn't yeah. land. Fu- but true. you know what? He no, he was landing he on, land on him, but not as he was, not yeah, as he good. Landed. He was landing, not as but good as Jamal that, you know, He has that Russian Mexican chin. That shit. He, you know, you, you know, what I mean by landing? He didn't have his usual combination. Usually, he hits you with a good like three. Right. He couldn't hit Corbett with three because he was scared to get counter punch. Right, because Corbett wasn't having it. All right, you hit me once. Boy, yeah, I'm gonna hit. I got the counter punch to rock you right back, which. Which, like I said, stop, changed his whole his whole game. It's, it, now we got to see who he's going to fight because he did win. So I think he's supposed to fight Bubu Andre next. And I'm sorry, that's a whole. Di- I, I got him losing that one if they fight. That's Bubu. I, you know, I got to see that. I don't know. I don't know. Combination. Think, you know, Bubu's too. We can't, bigger, can't stronger. Beat up on the older brother, on the brother too much because you know he did get he, he did see his brother lose the title. That's true. You know? But it was, you know, hey, it was hey, hey, listen, listen, I'm going to keep it real. What the hell I got to do with him? They were supposed to run right through it. Right. F all that. What the hell I got to do with him? Your brother lost. You got to win convincingly. <laughs> what the hell I got to do about Lions only, you, man. You, you ain't, jo- ain't joined at the hip like that. You, when he get punched, you feel it. This ain't the Wayne's brothers, man. But you know what's funny? My man, my man with the flyest outfit took the biggest L. He came in with that Versace. Yeah, that Versace. Because you know that, yeah. Because you got understand. Cat, listen, these guys were. You got a rapper. Had a rapper walking them down. What was that? These guys were on GQ you magazine. Probably offset. Uh, 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 juice juice. I don't know. One of them little. You got to understand. These guys were on GQ magazine. You know what I'm saying? So they got. They got to be like you know the stunners. They got to stay fly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, then meanwhile, he gets beat by a guy who came in instead of under rules. And they all called each other out. He can't. All of them called each other out. <laughs> my, like, man came, my man beat him down, and he was wearing a pair of, uh, 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 what was it, Thundercat under From Walmart. <laughs> Did they call out Wilder? Yeah. That was his gear came man. from Dr. J, son. <laughs> you seen that? My man had the fucking, the, the Tiger Stripes, Tiger Skin BBD outfit. Yo, he was kept. Listen. One thing, yeah. he didn't take the win, but his outfit definitely did. All right, as we go, yeah, that's we it. Gonna say that's that. it. You know, Jamal Charlo L um outfit won. His outfit is undefeated right now, son. Right, and that's gonna take, <laughs> and that's gonna take the W all the way. <laughs> so listen, um, it's bad. Like I said, um, Jacobs, I know it's probably la- Jacob Daniel Jacobs probably laughing. His those guys can't ass Jacob, off, man. yo. He's probably, he probably said, look, look what I told these yo. And then in my house, they come to Brooklyn and lose in my house. And that's the thing. You got think these niggas ain't even from Brooklyn. They came right. to Brooklyn. You know, it's a problem. They getting comfortable. A lot of these dudes is coming with PVC and they getting comfortable. Yeah, they think New York is their home. Um, uh, nah, you you're not from here. 
yeah. Philly so, guy would get more love than them. If if, if they had Philly always get yeah, they had to fight Tevin Farmer or something like that. They would Tevin Farmer would definitely get ten times the, Listen, more. Love. I'm a Brooklyn guy through and through, but it ain't nothing like a good Philly fighter, man. Yeah. Hey, oh, that, definitely, that, definitely, definitely is it. Um, so listen, um, next fights to look forward to. We got um, Brona Pacquiao, Garcia, and um, Spence, and um, there's there's t- two disgusting fights. I, I I'm not even. Uh, I, but I, I, I'm really not even interested. Well, we know. Bad, all, bad, all I know is they bad matchups. They would never be Rocky Marciano, <laughs> the Rock. No, they, they ain't messing with. Him. But they're not in the same weight class. But I'm yeah. saying Rocky would have been the shit. <laughs> Then we're in Apollo Creed, so it's a wrap. And Club and Yo. Club Alain. But hit, there ain't no there ain't no Club Alain. Here's the his Club Alain. Here's the funny part though. The, the Pacquiao Brona has a, has a good. I'm gonna watch that because whoever wins fights Mayweather. You need a real man I mean, right now. Listen, listen. God bless Brona. Uh, you know when you say Jamal's outfit is winning, Brona's mouth is has made his career. Not his beard. His beard, <laughs> real talk, is yo no homo. No homo. But a lot, listen, a lot of people have big beards, but it's so neat and and cut. It's it's like he got landscapers for his beard. It's it's, it's so yeah. it's so well groomed. They fertilize. That I said, damn man, this shit is really nice, man. You know, like he put oil I sheen on it, like that. Pink moisturizer. Remember the pink moisturizer and the pink moisturizer? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he puts that in there. He wears he does a treatment. Listen, that shit. if you remember correctly, he has his his father brush it. Uh, Stupid. His, yeah. His hair. yeah. Pops. Maybe he my hair. Now he's working on the beard. That shit got luster curl. Uh, yeah, I got Pacquiao whooping his ass. I mean, come. If you don't, you just need to like never watch boxing again. I mean, come on, stop. Although that would be an upset. It would, but whatever. But any in I mean what's worse is having Mikey Garcia. Versus Errol Spence. This this is you the heard prime Max Kellerman say he believes Mikey Garcia could beat him. <laughs> this is the prime example of money dominates uh, uh, anything that has to do with boxing. Mikey Garcia is in the same weight class as Vasily Lomachenko, right? Vasily Lomachenko is this champion killer. Uh, he's, uh, he's beating everybody, right? Uh, Even though his last what? fight he they're didn't like look too good. They're like they're like lightweights, junior lightweights. So now he's going to move up to fight Errol Spence because fighting Lomachenko really isn't a pay-per-view fight. But you fight Errol Spence, he's PBC, he's got big backing. But we seem to forget Errol Spence is an overgrown welterweight. Mm-hmm. He's damn near fucking junior middleweight. Yep. That, so now you're fighting a guy that naturally walks around 30, 40 pounds heavier. And you got him. It's a guaranteed <laughs> loss, but a guaranteed bank account win. It was like when they put fucking uh, Kel Brook versus Gennady Golovkin. Yes, Kel Brook is a great fighter in his weight class. Yes. So, you know, this is what I mean when it's to me it's bad boxing, but you know, people's legacy don't doesn't mean as much as that. Hey, listen, man, they, I'm not people think this is what they do for a living. People, the fans who want to see Garcia win think is uh, you know, the classic David versus Goliath. But I mean, I mean, does he have the skills and the ability to beat Spence? Yes. But I think it's gonna be another Tito Trinidad versus Roy Jones. But, but no matter how many times I hit him, it's not going to be enough because he's just naturally bigger and stronger. And here's the thing. I it, quote Adrian, you can't win. Here's the, here's the thing. Um, um, what you call the spins? It's, it's going to be, a, it's gonna be heavier. It's going to be heavier than him, right? We know that. Here, right. Here's the thing that, that bothers me is that, um, damn, what was I going to say? Um, you can't put on that much muscle and weight 
in that time, in that, in that short amount of time. And even if you do put on more size, guess what? Your body's not used to it. Now this is your. Errol Spence is way too this big. Is your, Errol Spence is too I'm big just saying. I'm just saying. Listen, you, even if you do put on, let's say the weight. Okay, your body's not used to it. It's now your first fight. Fight like that. You might be sluggish. You're gonna listen, be slow. He just fought at 147 not so long ago, and he beat he beat a, a journeyman at best. I mean, I'm, Mikey Garcia's a super talented fighter, but. His power is not going to transfer up that high if he's not naturally that strong. My opinion, for whatever's worth. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like your body, the transformation to go so up, so much up in weight, is, is, is phenomenal. It's the same thing. Now that we're gonna switch over real quick to, um, to Wilder versus Fury. What Deontay Wilder saying for part two? He's gonna come in much, much heavier. How with steroids? Because you, 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 that's not gonna help. It, that's I mean, with him, it's just going to make him twice I think Wilder was in great shape. Yeah, if he goes in heavier, I think he would lose worse because he'll be slower. My, my right. opinion, and Tyson is going to tag him up. Uh, he's, he's, he's thinking about the wrong thing. What he needs to oh, do yeah, 100%. Is, is not let that head fake fuck him no, up. No, what he needs to do is learn how to throw a jab. Learn how to box yeah. because Tyson Fury shut Deontay Wilder down with a feint. Mm-hmm. That little head fake, that little subtle movement was fucking wilder all the way up. It was great. It was great. He got tagged. Let me tell you something, man. He got tagged. A lot of people don't understand. I rewatched that fight recently. He was getting tagged. Fury at one point was doing anything he wanted in that fucking ring. He felt so comfortable. It was ridiculous. I was watching towards. He was definitely the better boxer. Just, man, it was just. I tell you one thing, man. Deontay is super dangerous. Powerful, probably powerful. Probably one of the most powerful boxers. Never co-signed his power. Never co-signed his power till that night. I said, man, this dude really is a knockout. So, so Charlie, let me ask you a question. How, how do you feel about Tyson Fury saying that he wants to fight? He wants to see them two fight, Joshua versus Wilder, and then he'll fight whoever wins. Uh no. Uh, one is in a contract. They're supposed to do a rematch, so that's got to happen. Um, two, to me, Anthony Joshua is still at the top of that hill. I still think those two need to fight it out for them to come up and fight him. Um, he is, listen, he is the champ right now. Um, those two, they, they we couldn't come out to the decisive one. I, I don't believe, um, any of them have the right to actually fight Anthony Joshua to keep him Although, although let's, let's be realistic now. I think Fury does have that right because Fury is the little champ. champ. Mm, he didn't. Fury was the Ric Flair to beat the man. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Fury beat him first. Anthony Joshua did beat him. We're not going to take that away Talk from about him. And goal. I like yeah. Anthony Joshua. I honestly think that Anthony Joshua can beat Deontay Wilder. I don't think Anthony Joshua can beat Fury, though. Mm. Wow. Uh, I, Just because I, I'm I, boxing alone. Um, favorite, f- famous words of my homie Nobleman, I disagree. Okay. Uh, ten times cool. I disagree because uh, Fury has both. He has power and he has boxing skill. Fury, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Joshua has both boxing skill and power. Fury has great boxing skill. He can knock a man out, but he's not a knockout artist. I think Joshua... Um, but Joshua's tasted the canvas. He has, and that's because of his own cockiness, though. If you watch those fights, okay. he lets his guard down, which um, uh, later on in fights, especially the most recent, he hasn't been doing that as lately. Um, I don't see – I think it goes the distance, but I think because he's a smarter fighter 
Then yeah, well, I do. I, I he's like a fi- I'm not saying Joshua but this can't what I'm saying. He because he has power to it, and it's up there. It's up there. Right, yeah, no, Anthony. He, he's going to. He's going. Dude. He's going to tag Fury twice as much, three times, ten times as much as Wilder will be able to, and that's putting more of a heavy load. See, Wilder wasn't yeah. able to get off punches like that. Joshua will, so he'll be feeling several power punches per round instead of maybe one or two every other yeah, round. Right, because because Wilder's, <laughs> you know, Joshua's going to be throwing a. Um, a better no jab, exactly. No he is a exactly while the schoolgirl windmill, uh, you know, Dominique Wilkins like, windmill don't, you know, what I mean, you know, yeah, I feel you know, I think that's that's, the, that's my that's my only thing I will say about that. I don't think Wilder definitely has the right to fight Joshua, especially after this, because you showed, yeah. I, I mean, it, to me, he already showed if Luis Ortiz. Had the better body of stamina. If Luis Ortiz had any type of fucking conditioning, he, he would have won. Ortiz would be the world champion right now. <laughs> no, agree with that because he had he, he, absolutely. Why he man. lost was stamina. People say, "Oh, he got knocked down." No, the, the man was drooling. He was spitting because he had no more stamina. He needs to go back tired. to Cuba and get back on that. Get back on that regime where these dudes fight for a living. That Florida life is fucking him up. Yeah, he's too heavy. Um, you know. The only person I want to see him fight because this dude keeps trying to call people out, and I think he's a terrible fighter. Let him fight that dude on what they call him, Baby or Big Baby, whatever his name is. Big Baby Miller. Yeah, let him fight Big Baby Miller. It'd be too big to look like a sumo boxing match. <laughs> Let those two big dudes go at it. And I watched them fight um recently. I'm not guarantee you, Big Baby Miller fights Deontay Wilder in the future. He's gonna fight him, but he's gonna knock Big Baby out. Two big, of course. Big, he's gonna put Baby to sleep. Yeah, bad. <laughs> big Baby one is night, night. No, he's too big. He's too big. He's way too heavy. Um, you know what I will say? He's got a solid hook. His hook is dangerous. He does, but my, if my he man, can reach my man you, is like six two at best, fighting a, a well conditioned animal. Yeah. and he has, that puts people. No, no, to no. Sleep. He's on. He puts people to sleep without trying. He's gonna get knocked out in the first round. Right, come on. Well, no, I'm just saying if I had to give anything to Big Baby, he's got a good hook, and that's it. Um, His alligator arms are terrible. That's another reason he's going to lose. He's not going to be able to reach Wilder. Nah, he's not going to win there. I mean, listen, he's got a Big Baby better seek fights with Derek. So, already, that's what I was going to say. Better fight Little Baby. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> when, when, when. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> fight, fight, exactly. Fight Andy Ruiz or somebody. Like, you know, like, this, this. Was, this is, here's the thing. This, he ain't in that super heavyweight division. Well, see, here's the thing. I believe um Anthony Joshua is supposed to fight whoever wins the Dillian White versus Chisora part two fight. And listen, Anthony Joshua is is living the king's life. He is. He's in his country. He's selling out soccer stadiums. He's the world champion. He beat the world champion. Um, listen, and I, if I'm Anthony Joshua, yeah, let me know when y'all done with your shit so you can come. Yeah, to my exactly. House. I don't believe yeah, he, you know. What I, mean? I don't believe he's scared at all. And I'm glad that no. that Wilder got you know you know got. Wilder definitely right now has no argument to pull Anthony And that's Joshua. the thing. He didn't have an argument before. But see, a lot of now, fans thought he, he did. And I'm, and I'm glad that yeah, seeing after that, he, they see, like, he, damn. The typical American mentality, and I'm a proud American, but listen, we got to speak facts. Anthony Joshua has no reason to come to the United States. None. He's fighting bigger guys, better guys, making more money, selling out more seats, 
just as many. Listen, pay per views. When is Deontay Wilder for the pay per view? Once, twice. Mm-hmm. Come on, get the fuck out of here. Hey, this is this no is be, yeah, this is best selling fight pay per view. Um, none. Is, none at all. And um, you know what he needs to do. Um, if anything, if you want to fight Wilder in that aspect, I mean, fight Joshua in that aspect, you would actually rematch Fury because you know what. Uh, a lot of people who didn't watch part one are going to watch part two. And the people who watch part one Listen, will uh, watch part two. That's going to gross more than part one. That would be a highest paid. It's going to gross a lot of money. Anthony and if you Joshua, win, then you can fight Joshua. If, if Deontay Wilder's smart and he wants to try to force Joshua to come to the United States, Deontay Wilder needs to go fight Fury in England. You want to know why I say that? Because now you fight Fury, you're saying I'm not afraid to cross the pond. He needs to. I'm oh yeah, pond, he needs, needs to. to. Agree. I'm across the pond. I'm not only am I going to cross the pond. I'm going to sell out a stadium that has three to four times the attendance of any stadium in the United States. Okay, they can fight in mm, Wembley or any of those soccer money. stadiums, and they fill it up with over a hundred thousand seats. You're not putting anywhere near that in Vegas. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Where you get twenty five thousand, thirty at best. Yeah. On top of that. Your pay-per-view sales are going to be off the roof because mm-hmm. now you're not fighting in the United States. Now beat Fury and say, "All right, motherfucker, now you got to." And even if, you, yep, right. And, and his thing, they awesome. have to fight again because part two, they cannot be a draw. Uh, no. Also, recently we see, and I don't even know why he was fighting him. Canelo beat the shit out of Rocky Fielding. Um, I mean, listen. <laughs> that, that was that was Canelo saying, "There's nobody to fight. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna move up one weight class, beat the brakes off of their champion, and when y'all sort your shit out of middleweight, I'm here." Um, you see, yeah. Jacobs came at the end of that fight, though. Good, good, as he should, as he should. And you know what, Jacobs is 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 gonna. I'm telling you, Jacobs is gonna be the next guy if he hasn't already signed with the zone. Canelo signed with the zone. The zone is Golden Boy 10 years ago. The zone is gonna have all the best fighters. And the zone is actually, I in my opinion, the zone is a is is a uh it's like the Netflix of boxing. Yeah, they're they're working yeah, basically they all you subscribe for ten dollars a month and you get to see any fighters that they have on there. So when Canelo fights, you don't gotta spend eighty dollars to see it. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it's almost like um And they're signing all the big name fighters. Josh was on there, Canelo's on there. I'm subscribed. Yeah, Bubu Bubu Audrey. We subscribe. Yeah, yeah I'm man. subscribed too. I got the zone. Yeah, man. So I, I think it's a good thing. Um I think Jacobs, if he's not already signed, because Jacobs is fucking with Eddie Hearn hard. And Eddie Hearn is, is, is building an empire with these fighters. Yes, he he's smart. Um, that dude is not knows how to build. He gave he gave this fight for free, the Rocky Fielding fight. If, even if you didn't have the zone, it was like, you know, when they're trying to get you to sign up for HBO, they give you like a free weekend. Mm-hmm. He was giving this fight for free. So that being said, cable, I think. yeah, you, you know for a fact that there's going to be Jacobs versus Canelo on the zone. Yeah, Mark yeah that's going to be you know, the biggest fight they're going to have, and that's going to blow it out for next year. That's going to make the zone a staple when it comes to fight yeah, sports. Yeah, because he, right Canelo is the man right now when it comes to boxing. Yeah. I didn't know about yeah. that. Yeah. That's- as usual, great episode. Love talking to you guys. You know, I had thanks, to, brother, for having I, us. Thank you for having us. We love being yeah, on. I had to combine, you know, it's just, romance. I had to combine the little boxing with the little basketball. Man, we had to talk. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make this one of the longest episodes, but it was great, man. Great talking to you guys. Oh and you know, great for the fans listening out there. Everybody be blessed to save this holiday, man. Um, Merry Christmas. Make sure you go and look up Romance on episode 9. You came out today. Episode.
Let's go next in episode nine, grown man talking. Y'all know what it is. They're not between sports and hate. And I'm the greatest of them all. And the, or the man who runs this orchestra, Charlie Brown. And we out. See, bro. And we out. You know what I'm saying? The conductor. Elite Elite, that's all, folks. This Christmas, the fireside is blazing bright. We're caroling through the and cards are here My world is filled with cheer and you This Christmas And as I look around Your eyes outshine the town they do This Christmas Fireside is blazing bright We're caroling through the night Merry Christmas